0: It's Friday. You know what time it is. It is FRPC. We're back on the air. It's your guy, Vince. And not only is it Friday, it is my birthday. So it's a birthday edition of hoops and full So we're going to combine the two. I've been promising some um, hoops coverage. And this one is a little bit different with the hoops coverage. We're going to talk about... um, Different James Harden deals that exclude the Clippers, but we're gonna get to the football. Um, let's see. Let's talk about what's going on today. I'm 51, feeling pretty good. Feel blessed. Uh, wife, tremendous friends, and uh, man, it's it's just a blessing. Um, two, you know, staying on the grind. Checking in with football once this uh pod is done. I am going to be watching football uh pretty much uh probably until the till probably 10-12 o'clock. Um, so not really a lot going on, but really excited about the whole deal. When you turn 51, man, simple pleasures in life. I'm trying to tell you. Simple pleasures in life. So Enough with the platitudes and all that sort of thing. Uh, Nico should be back within about a week, week and a half. Um, There might be a possible live, or at least him with me in the same vicinity. Maybe within a week, but I'll talk about that later. So let's get to... Our, we're going to continue our, our little theme around the uh, NFL, and uh, we're going to talk about the one more things, right? So we've hit a lot of divisions, and today we're going to hit the NFC East, and we're also going to finish with the AFC West. Like I said, I left a lot more of the AFC available because I knew that this is the you know, this is the conference we want to talk about the most and what have you. So I got the you know one of the conferences out the you know, got the south out the way real quick, so we can go ahead and move on to the other ones, the juicy ones, and I think next week we'll culminate with those and uh, we'll be should be set with that. But with the one more thing, we're gonna start off with the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is looking very, very good. Now, a lot of reports that you know Dak Prescott is gonna not gonna is gonna sit out the last game. He's gonna just go ahead and get ready for Week One. If you hear drilling in the background, that is because there is construction going on. So my apologies for that. But um, as we continue. This team is pretty much set. Now, you can say, well, what's behind Tony Pollard, right? But of the things that you want to worry about, not the biggest concern in the whole wide world. You could also say, are you sure about the wide receiver group with like C.D. Lamb obviously being the number one, you know, Brandon Cooks? Are we going to get a healthy year out of Michael Gallup? You know, there's a lot of ways you can go with that. The defense is stacked. Michael Parsons is a beast. Um, This could be the year that he just tears it up. I mean, tears it up even more. How scary is that, right? So the one thing that I thought of, if I am a Dallas Cowboy fan, is a veteran swing tackle. Here's the thing. Tyron Smith is 32 years of age. Doesn't sound too old, but he's entering his 13th season in the NFL. He's had a plethora of injuries. You know, having a viable tackle who can swing from right to left could really help the Dallas Cowboys because I don't like what's behind Tyron Smith personally. And if you want to get to the places that you want to get to, Keep in mind, Philadelphia's out there. San Francisco's out there, right? You got some defenses out here that are hunting uh New York Giants. What is that defense gonna look like in year two? Right? So you want to make sure your offensive line group is set, and I would love for the Dallas Cowboys as much as I would love another threat on the outside. Um, opposite C.D. Lamb no disrespect to Brandon Cooks he's been a a great dude great wide receiver for a long period of time but at the end of the day if I was really honing in on one thing it would be a swing tackle now we're going to move on to the Washington Commanders there's a lot with them there's so much with them so let's get them out the way, right? Because I am all about the elephant in the room, right? So, uh, I say I propose a new name. Let's get rid of the commanders, right? Let's get rid of that. Uh, let's just wipe away all Daniel Snyder propaganda, right? Um, I would like for the stadium to be inside DC, you know? Having a stadium and you see like the state capitol in the background or whatever, I remember that Monday Night Football. It was awesome. RFK. It was rocking. Um, Shows you how old I am, right? Again. But if they could bring a stadium back to the district, that would be absolutely amazing. Now for the things that you could actually obtain. Okay. Okay. the Washington Commanders, they are very high on Sam Howe. From all the reports, he looks good. Uh, he seems to have a, a, a symmetry with uh, Jahan Dodson, which is great. A lot of a lot of buzz, a lot of fancy buzz around Jahan Dodson. So keep your eyes out and see you might you might want to go around earlier. Okay, you might want to go around earlier on Jahan Dotson because he has a really good chemistry with Sam Howe. Um the defense seems to be better. Looks like Chase Young is back to old Chase Young. You hope, right? You hope you get that difference making pass rusher that just wrecks a offense. That would that would bode well for her. The commanders this year. Especially with Sam Howe being young. So. What could you do. To help Sam Howe along. Now. I understand that there is. Brian Robertson. And Antonio Gibson. And the others that are there. What about Jonathan Taylor. Could Jonathan Taylor. Supercharge. And also alleviate some of the murkiness around the running back position, right? Brian Robinson does one thing. Antonio Gibson does another thing. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, he does it all, right? Now there's an injury history there. We know that right now he's very discontent with his salary situation in Indianapolis. We all know that the Vikings want him, the Miami Dolphins might want him. All these things. I even heard the Rams might want him. God forbid the Rams get Jonathan Taylor and hurt my chances of tanking this year. Even though I know we don't tank in the NFL. But with that being said, Jonathan Taylor is a like a home run wish type situation. But, hell... If you're trying to really help this quarterback and see what you really have, having Jonathan Taylor wouldn't be a bad idea. Wouldn't be a bad idea at all. For the third team on this list, let's go to the New York Giants. New York Giants is really, really simple with you. Is there any way we can trade three of the slot receivers you have for one like actual like outside wide receiver? Is there, is that, is that the possibility? I think last week on this program, I was talking about how I think Darren Waller could have a monster year for the Giants. I still believe that as far as that's concerned. Heavy, heavy, heavy on Darren Waller. I definitely understand that, you know, there's an injury situation, but keep in mind he's in a new situation. Try hard. Also, You have the carrot of playoffs in your face. So if that's the case, then we might be looking at a real monster year for Darren Waller. But if I was the Giants and I was that brain trust, man, I know it's not like the NBA. I really do know that it's not like the NBA, but. If you could somehow trade three of these slot receivers for a a, a wideout, that would be great. Man, you you need one desperately. Listen to the names. So you have Isaiah Hodgins, Paris Campbell, Wondell Robinson. You have Darius Slayton. You have Hyatt, the rookie out of Tennessee. He's just a speedster, go route only. And then Sterling Shepard. So, yeah, that would be my one thing for the Giants is that if they could get another target that was uh, big on 50-50 balls and he didn't just uh, run slant routes. Now we move on to the Philadelphia Eagles, who seem to be the favorite coming out of the NFC uh, total. Uh, I am blown away by a lot that has gone on with them. In a good way. So literally my one thing for them is. Is uh, make the job for the fantasy owners. Simpler at the running back position. Can we lean towards one? You know, they got, they got my guy Swift. Rashard Penny. Kenny Gangwell. And then you know they got my guy, they got my guy uh Boston, and and he's only good for the Giants. So he's the giant killer. So I expect him to start both games against the uh New York Giants. But if they could settle on one running back and help the fantasy community, that would be great. Other than that, I don't have anything for the Philadelphia Eagles. All the reports is Jalen Carter looks like an absolute monster. That rotation, defensive line rotation looks sick. Even though Kelsey is as old as dirt, he's still one of the most athletic centers in the league. And then the best part about him is that everybody around him collectively is good as well. You got A.J. Brown, you got Devontae Smith on the outside, Dallas Goddard. I mean, they're they're loaded for bear, honestly. Uh, I am – what a great job Howie Roseman has done turning around that franchise, what a debacle it was like three, four years ago, and what a great, great turnaround he has done. Man, that dude deserves a lot of credit. Uh. After the Carlton Wins thing, and what a what a great great job he has done! All right, let's move on to the other conference. Let's move on to kind of a spicy division. We got the, uh, you know, we got the the big dogs up top, and then we got the guys who last year you gotta remember this time last year everybody was thinking like the AFC West was going to be a bloodbath. Right. You know, Devontae Adams comes to the division. Russell Wilson comes to the division. Everybody is like loaded up. Obviously, it didn't turn out that way. Disappointing season for Russell Wilson. Uh, The Devontae Adams um, car situation did not click the way it needed to. That defense was abysmal. And pretty much that was that. So this year, and my one, my one more things for these teams are vastly different. But let's start off with Denver. The Broncos, you know, you got Sean Payton there. Okay, so keep that in mind. Sean is uh, going to be rocking and rolling. And here's the thing. He's just a good program dude, right? He puts together really good programs. You saw what he did in New Orleans, and yes, when you have Breeze, does it make your program look a lot better? Yes. See Bill Belichick when he had Tom Brady, right? So we all know that a program setter is usually started with your your quarterback position. Russell Wilson is a lot of things. He might be washed. I don't know. I'm not gonna sit here and say that because I don't know if the evidence is all is all there, right? I think I would I would like to to see it one more year, and I'd like to see Sean Payton get his hands on Russell Wilson and see what kind of offense they're going to install. Because I think the defense is solid, you know. That's a monster defense. They get after it. They turn the ball over. You know, they can get out of critical downs pretty much. That's not a just a eh, defense. That's a pretty good defense. So basically my one thing for the Denver Broncos is can all of the skilled position players stay healthy? Yep, Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, you know. Can McGinty stay, uh, stay uh, healthy over at right, right tackle? Same goes for the left tackle who has had a ton of injury history. You know, can the running back stay healthy? Because I think Russ needs all of it. I think we might be at the point where Russ is a uh more maybe a glorified Kirk Cousins, you know? And people will say, Oh my god, you're comparing him with Kirk Cousins. I mean, this dude won a Super Bowl, bro. It wasn't like it wasn't like it was uh some fluke situation. Yes, he had a defense and whatever, but that dude game managed to hell out of out of that situation. And maybe that's what he should be, a game manager. And the one thing you know about Sean Payton is that Sean Payton's offense is Sean Payton's offense. You know, it is not a lot of wiggle room for what we're doing here. So let Russ Cook is over. It's, you know, let's, 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 uh, Sean Bake, basically. All right, let's move on to the Las Vegas Raiders. And my one more thing for them is, is that there's, there could be so many things that I could touch on. But the one thing that I'm kind of going to wish they had is a talent upgrade at the cornerback position. <clears throat> and the reason why I say that is that they have Marcus Peters at 30 years old starting at one corner. And he's more of a zone corner than anything else. So I hope that you know the system fits. Usually traditionally the Raiders like to play a lot of bumping uh bumping run, man to man type thing. But maybe they're changing their uh defensive system. And then they have Nate Hobbs on the other side. And Nate Hobbs is a is a pretty good corner, but one career interception for his career so far. Um not great. Two years in. You know, I'm not saying you got to have like, you know, 35 interceptions, but man, come on. Let's get a couple. So if if I was the Raiders, uh, 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 upgrade at that defensive back position, just somebody who just gives you an element of ball hawk, you know, somebody that you feel a little comfortable. If you got DK Metcalf on the other side, you know, you feel, you know, you're not completely comfortable, but you're somewhat comfortable, right? I mean, they're going to have to start drafting better. I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. For the Los Angeles Chargers, my, my one more thing is this. It's out of the realm of possibility, but just be out of the AFC West. You're always in the shadow of Mahomes, Reed, and Kansas City. Remember when we did? they did the expansion and they moved Seattle, which was in the AFC West, to the NFC West? You imagine if that would have been the Chargers? Because remember, they weren't playing in the same city the whole time. We had the San Diego Chargers. So you could have had San Diego, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Who's the other team? We're missing Arizona, whatever. And moved uh, Seattle to the uh, AFC West, which that's where they were. But really, here's the thing. It's like I said in the last podcast, it's, it's prove it time for Brandon Staley. Let's get it going, my guy. You know. We did a how you doing. We did a check on Brandon Staley. So check out the archive pods. I think it's a couple weeks back. I think the actual pod is called that. Okay. So we reach our last team for today. And remember, we'll finish up the AFC with the North and East on Monday. All right. So the Kansas City Chiefs, they're one last thing. It's not even something that they necessarily need. You got Patrick Mahomes. You know, I could have said, hey, maybe, you know, maybe another, you know, defensive guy, they could definitely use that, especially with Chris Jones kind of holding out, chilling, wanting a little more money. Also, didn't want to go through training camp. I see you, Chris. I get you, my man. My man has been through the wars. You know what he said? I'm going a, I'm to a skip out on training camp and also feel a little disgruntled about my pay. You know, I don't know if it's too much to worry about anything in Kansas City as of yet. We'll see what next week looks like and see if the Grumblings are still there. But basically, my one more thing for Kansas City is this. As Kelsey is 34, and I'm not doubting what he's going to do this year, I think Kelsey will be Kelsey, right? Travis Kelsey is best tied in in football today, right? Now, pass catcher, however you want to put it, right? Now, I think really your one more thing is which wide receiver is Mahomes Going to make. A star. Which one of your young wide receivers is it going to be? Can Kadarius Tony stay on the field long enough for that ha- to happen? I would like to know. My man is always MIA. Then you got Sky Moore. Is it Sky Moore? That develops and ascends to that next level? A lot of shiftiness, maybe some elusiveness and yards-after-catch possibility. Another another guy to go with Travis Kelsey that gets you a bunch of yards after, after uh, the catch? Or is it long shot and he looks good in the uniform, Justin Ross? The kid out of Clemson who's had a bunch of injuries or whatever, but the talent's always been there. He's like six foot four, 210 pounds. He looks like he should be a red zone threat. I don't know which one of these guys that Mahomes is going to make a start. And I don't know if it's any of them. To be honest with you, we could have another year of Kelsey catching a bunch of passes and those dudes having like three catches apiece. We could have a whole bunch of that. But I think it would ex- accentuate the offense if one of those guys broke out. I'm not saying it's necessary for one of those guys to break out. But what I'm saying is I think it would behoove Mahomes and Reed to get one of those wide outs. To, to a level where it's like, okay, we gotta start game planning for this kid, too. You know. All right, so that's up with the football. Again, uh, if you are here for that, I understand if you're not a basketball fan, you can tune out. But we got a couple uh fake trades that we need to get to in basketball. FRPC hoops is on the air, on your boy Vince. You know, Nico Miatello's on that wedding grind, you know, three weddings and a funeral. No, it's not really a funeral. I'm joking, 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 joking. Um, We haven't done a lot of basketball because there's not a lot of basketball to talk about. We could have talked about the USA team and how Austin Reeves is doing great, but our guy who we love, Anthony Edwards, the face of the Minnesota Timberwolves, is doing his thing. We could have done all that. You know what I'm saying? we could going hit you with all that. But if you know, you know. So what we're going to do today is we're going to wet your appetite just a little bit with the basketball. And what I've done is this. Hey, listen, we have been waiting around for James Harden and uh, Damian Lillard to make up their mind. It's really not just them making up their mind. It's also the front offices and what have you. Well, we've been waiting for these people to get themselves in gear. But I couldn't wait any longer. So what I did is I actually went on the trade machine, right? So these trades are salary salary cap approved. You know, these are trades that could they happen? Probably not. But what I want to do is I want to look at this from the James Harden side. I want to look at this from the Philadelphia side and the team that is trading for James. We got three different options here. It's kind of choose your adventure. So after all of these are read and put on this pod, I expect some feedback on the Twitter. Okay. on X on whatever the hell we're calling this. All right. And that uh that Twitter handle is at front runner PC. So Paul Charles after frontrunner all together. So front runner PC. Tell a friend too, right? Let's get these numbers up. Get yo follow the pod. Okay? Follow the pod. So you can get the downloads automatically. And then if you are also a visual person and you just check out the YouTube channel, also follow the pod on Apple and Spotify and also do subscription, subscribe to the YouTube channel. So you can see my beautiful face giving you all this information, right? So we're going to have a little fun today. We have three James Harden trades, three of them, and they're all relatively things that could happen. I think we had to reimagine this thing. I think we had to go outside the box. Your boy Vince had to get his mind right, get this all set up for you. So that's what I did. So right off the box, I come out hot. And like I said, we're going to talk about the trade from Harden's position, Philly's position, and then the team that he's going to. All right. So, the first trade that I have is the 76ers trade James Harden and Jaden Springer to the Chicago Bulls for DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso. Now, the Sixers get a 26 first-round pick, top 14 protected, and a 28 first-round pick, top 5 protected, right? Right? Now, two things with this. Obviously, you're getting the better star in Chicago. Okay? Chicago, here you go. Now, if Levine gets in his feelings, if he couldn't make it work with DeRozan and whatever, and you knew this was going to be the situation, the easiest way to really piss off Zach Levine is to bring in James Harden. Okay? Okay? Now you know that Levine is going to want to get traded. And now let's go ahead and get this going. Now, James Harden. Here is your money. This is a team star for a star, right? Don't get me wrong. I know Levine is a, is a dude. I'm Listen, he's a UCLA guy. I always will ride for him. As a UCLA guy, I'm not gonna ever not ride for my guy. But James Harden is a different type of cat. And if you could find a way for James Harden and Levine to play together, coexist, somehow move one of them to the three as far as maybe defensively, you still got Patrick Williams, you still got Patrick Williams on that team. You know. Um You're getting Jaden Springer back. I don't know if that helps, but, you know, you got Kobe White. You got some guys. Now, all here's the thing. If you trade Levine, like, right off the bat after, what could you get back in return, right? Could this be the pieces that you would need to be able to do something with James Harden? Because here's the thing. The one thing you would want to do is turn it over to James Harden, Right. Then he can maximize his value, he can get paid, he could be a star in Chicago. Yes, it's cold, I get it, but you're getting your money, player. Now, why does Philly do this still? Right? One, you are getting rid of James Harden. Ding ding. There's a there's no wrong answer when James Harden is walking out the door. Now we could talk about the semantics of who was wrong, who was right. Who was, uh, you know, who promised who what and all this other stuff. We can get into all that, but at the end of the day, if you're trying to do something with Joel Embiid and you're not getting the superstar back, DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso would definitely help the Philadelphia 76ers. Help them defensively. It will help them on in the. It will help them in the half court game in the playoffs because what was lacking last year? James Harden wasn't attacking the paint. Our guy NB was injured again, and they just and Maxi hasn't really. He's ascending. He hasn't ascended. You know what I'm talking about, but he had a really good performance. Didn't show up in a couple games, showed up, showed out in a couple other games. So, you know, it's all the, it's a maturation process with Maxi. Here's a guy that he can learn from in DeMar DeRozan, teach him that mid-range game that he's going to need, being a little bit smaller. Also, he can learn some defensive chops from Alex Caruso. I think this would be a more cohesive team with that. So, I don't know what you guys think. That's the first one. So Chicago gets James Harden and Jaden Springer and DeRozan and Caruso go to the 76ers. couple first rounders thrown in the deal. Now, like I said, we got other trades. You know what I'm saying? This is a multiverse. Choose your own adventure, right? The next trade is a little more adventurous, So you guys are going to have to hear me out. You're going to have to understand where I'm coming from on all sides. Okay, James Harden is also going west. Again. But not to the Clippers. Again. He's going to the land of a bunch of lakes. He's going to Minnesota. James Harden and Tobias Harris to Minnesota. And a First-round pick that Philly's given up, why would you do that? Carl Anthony Towns, Michael Connolly, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker go to the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, if you want to keep Joel Embiid in the building, there you go. Now, defense, I don't know what what my dude cat going to do on that. I, I don't know. But Conley, um, still very savvy on the ball. Uh, you could really curtail his minutes leading up into the playoffs because you do have Maxie, and you do have a couple other guards there. You know, you still have Melton in the building. And also, you bring in Nikhil kill Alexander Walker, who showed pretty well in the playoffs. This is a way to keep Embiid there. Okay, all these trades are somehow, some way. this is what. And the other, oh, the other reasons for these trades. Keep in mind, DeMar DeRozan's going to want more money next year, right? Does Chicago want to pay that? You know what I'm saying? Um, when you talk about Minnesota, at some point, Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert are going to have to be split split up. They made a, uh, a educated guess and they guessed wrong. And at some point, to fix what is what is ultimately Anthony Edwards' team, Carl Anthony Towns is probably going to have to get traded. I don't know if it's going to be this year. But that was the reason for these trades. Now the last one is kind of a head scratcher and a doozy, and again, you're gonna have to hear me out. All right, so I have Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Furkan Korkmaz going to New Orleans for C.J. McCollum. Herb Jones and their first round pick rookie Jordan Hawkins from this year and a first rounder of Philly's choice uh, going back. Now, there is a multitude of reasons for this. One, you have a bunch of wings that could hide Harden a little bit. Now, this is also a kind of a... um, How can you, little Zion insurance, one, right? Little Zion insurance, we'll call it that. Also, we'll call it, this is the best playmaker that either Brandon Ingram or uh, Zion Williams, Williamson has ever played with, too. I mean, this is not somebody you're just sitting there. This dude was the... League leader in assists last year. It's not like James Harden is this terrible, terrible basketball player. We just don't like some of the choices he makes. So, But you would send P.J. Tucker, who is a Harden guy, right? Kirk Moss is just filler for salary. And the reason why Philadelphia would do this deal is, again, You're hang. You're trying to hang on to Joel and beat. So McCollum is a downgrade, but if Maxie is ascending, you gotta you got a pretty good backcourt and a good head on your shoulders backcourt. You're getting Herb Jones, which is an absolute steal, and this is kind of you know this is what Philly can ask for, right? Billy can ask for Trey Murphy III. They can ask for a lot of things. But I think if you got Herb Jones back in that deal, it would hurt New Orleans. They would not want to give him up, but I think they would do it for James Harden. And then Jordan Hawkins, one of the reasons why I was uh, a little caught off guard with what New Orleans did in the draft that, that, uh, that night was... You thought they were going to get like a point guard or get like a, a like a big wing or or whatever you know you keep on keep on getting big wings until you get the one that you want right um but they got Jordan Hawkins, and I love Jordan Hawkins. do not get me wrong. I think he's a really good shooter. All of these things I was just trying to figure out where he fit in. Because they got a lot of guards there already. So at some point, you gotta thin this guard situation out. If you bring in Harden, this is the point guard that they have not had since Lonzo left, since Drew left. This is big time stuff. It helps them. PJ Tucker kind of takes the Herb Jones role. Maybe a little more Trey Murphy the third, maybe a little more um Dyson Daniels, you know, they got guys that can fill the wing role. Also, they still got Brandon Ingram. So definitely that's the New Orleans side. Philly side, obviously, you're getting young talent. You're also getting defense in Herb Jones and rebounding, and you're getting a stabilizer in McCollum, and you're getting a first-round pick. So those in the, like I said, all of these things are to somehow keep Joel and B. You, that is the whole point of this thing. This is why the Clipper trade does not work until they can somehow get Joel and B in a corner and say, Hey, man, like we got to do this deal. Next year we can make it up to you because we'll have all this cat room, blah, blah, blah. Sell them whatever song you need to sell them, but if they're if he's not buying that and that's all you can get he's going to be the guy who's going to want to trade so keep that in mind so i'm out of time i just want to thank everybody uh happy friday to everybody i hope you guys enjoy the weekend we'll be back on monday um what else can i tell you oh again twitter X, whatever you want to call it, at Frontrunner PC, and also at Nico FRPC. Uh, hit the YouTube channel, Front Runner Podcast Collective. And then hit the hit the podcast, man. Get it on Apple, hit it on Spotify. We need to grow this community. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear about, you know these takes that are terrible that I'm putting out, or, hey, that was a pretty good idea, right? I thought that was fresh. thought that was new, whatever the case may be. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the fake trades. Uh, put a little time into that. I didn't want to just put some nonsense out there, and I wanted to give you somewhat of a narrative from each individual situation. The other thing that I will say with all three of these teams is, that James Harden would be going to is the possibility of the resign. Is that you know that Minnesota is trying to build something with Anthony Edwards? Getting James Harden to kind of be his second or whatever the case may be would be helpful. Now, I don't know how the pairing would work, you know, but if you're looking at Anthony Edwards in this, in this World Cup, in the, in this, uh, feeble World Cup. You're seeing uh you're seeing a different cat. Let's just put it that way. You're seeing a, a different dude who is really elevating himself. So I don't know if he would have any problem playing with James Harden whatsoever. And then in New Orleans, again, like I said, it's Zion uh insurance. And it's insurance not just in playing. It's also insurance if if you wanted to go ahead and break Zion up into like three pieces or or multiple first round picks, you know, and try to get your uh Sam Cresty on, having James Harden and Brandon Ingram as your as your duo is not a bad situation. And they have a lot of pieces around that. And good lord, what could you get back for Zion Williamson if you decided to trade him? Right? So those are kind of the ideas of all that again. So I just wanted to go ahead and make sure I got all that out. So we were had a more panoramic view of what we were looking at with these trades and what I was going for. So again, have a great weekend. I'll go ahead and sign off. Go watch some football. And we will see you on Monday. Peace.